Enjoy your new game. Finally got a copy. Heartbeat Hottie Sisters 2 Limited Edition. Nothing like that feeling on the walk home after you buy a game you've been waiting for. Can't wait to get back home and play it. <laughs> Master, that man appears to be King. Who? Oh? One of the heroes from the Class S meeting. I've been waiting three years for this sequel. My body is ready! Japanese, a podcast where two big fellas in their 30s talk about anime. The real reason Josh isn't here. Because <laughs> we couldn't use that line. He'll tear you apart with his bare hands. He's Bill. If you're a box, especially. <laughs> Do you have, like, bare hands or bare hands? Rawr. Yes. Okay. And I've won a few fighting game tournaments in my day. Yeah. I have, actually. Legit, have. I legitimately have. That's why I wrote down. Thank you. My name is Andy. And hey, we're here with Tuning Japanese. Either that or Thurk was here. That's That <laughs> That would be a very good one for Thurk. Thurk is, is busy being I, Thurk, doing Thurk-like things. Josh is busy being Josh, care. doing Josh-like things. It's you and me, man. It is. We're back in the studio. This is our show. This is our show. This is our story. Thank you, Yuna. Uh, <laughs> this... Yes. I feel like Dirk should be here for this one. Kind I of. feel like this is, I feel like this episode, what's the guy's name? King. King. King is Thurk. If, if Thurk yeah. were a quote unquote superhero, he would be king. Living in a superhero world. Yeah. It would be Thurk. Thurk, yep. this one is for you, buddy. I know you're probably not listening, but this one is for you. Uh, so this is episode 13 or season two, episode one. Yeah. Or if you're Hulu. Season two, episode thirteen. Yep, yep. Uh, which is titled "Return of the Hero." Yes. And man, I laughed so much at this episode. This is a lot of humor. This is a good humor episode. This is a really spoiler. I really, really, really liked this episode. It might be one of my favorite episodes of One Punch Man. I think that's fair. I think it really is fair. It really is good. Um, but we've got. We got some nerd news to talk about, but before we do that, I think we need to talk just a little bit about some of the changes because we're in season two. We are. This is uncharted territory for us, by the way. Yes, we, we as a podcast have never covered a multi-series anime. We've never. We've also never covered a sub only. Yes, because as of right now, even though there is a dub that exists out there in the world on the streaming services, uh, Hulu, on Crunchyroll, on Viz's. I even went up to Viz's. It's only subbed. Yep. And. No Dom. No. N- <laughs> Dub is how it's pronounced. Um, but no, there's. <laughs> I know what I said. <sighs> <sighs> so yeah, this will be the first time we've actually watched a sub only anime. And I didn't think I was going to like it. 
because I'm really, I mean, not because You've I don't You've never like, watched a sub no, anime? No, no I, I love subs. Even, I've animes. seen one. Like, like I've, I, I think there's, there are good anime that are better as subs than there are, than they are as dubs. You know, I watched, for example, um, Saber Marionette J as a, as a subtitled anime and not as a dub. And when I went back and tried to watch it as a dub, I did not like the American voices. The Japanese voices just suited the characters better. Um, you know, there, there are several from like, those like two thousands or like the the early, the early and late nineties that I did watch as sub that I really enjoyed, but like Saitama's voice and and Genos's voice are so classic in ingrained in my they're, brain. They're very well done, extremely well done. But I still enjoyed watching this episode immensely. Side note: Yes, do you think dubs are getting better with the rise of anime's popularity? Absolutely, they are. Like 100%. some of the stuff you mentioned about that were better as subs. We're old. Yes. Oh, totally. And then we just talk about how great and iconic Saitama and Genos are. Oh, as voices. hundred percent. You know, for example, you know, and again, we, we bring up this as an example, at least I do, because of the fact that it is, was formative for us when it comes to anime. Sailor Moon. Right. The Viz dub. Yes. Versus the Deke dub. Yep. If we think back to the nineties, the Deke dub, and then later in the Clover way, while endearing. They're iconic for all the wrong reasons. Yeah. Like, they're oh, fun. Oh, gosh, Sailor we... Moon. Molly. Molly. Oh, my God. Now, to be fair with Molly, and I think we've talked about this maybe on an episode before, the accent that Molly has in the original anime is a specific, from a specific region of Japan that has a very distinct accent. So their choice to, while grading... Choose like a kind of like a New Yorker Brooklyn accent for Molly. She, she she drifts between. She's like an Atlantan transplant to New Jersey. Yes, she, Abs- she drifts between 100%. southern. <laughs> yes, so Molly. Like, I don't know what that was supposed to be. I will give. I will at least give that, and maybe it's not intentional at all. But I will give that like Nauru, right? In, yeah. the, in the original, has like a very distinct accent, right, for Japan. <laughs> So they went with a very distinct so they, accent. So they're like, fuck it, make one up. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Can you do about four of them at once? <laughs> <laughs> Maxfield Stanton is Neff, right? Oh my God. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we, we, we talk about dubs in that way. And then, but if we take like Salem and compare it to the Viz dub, the new dub, the new dub is so good. Yeah, it is. It is spectacular. It is. The voice actors they've chosen, the amount of work they do, they put into taking the original dialogue and tweaking it slightly to make it better. It's so good, it's almost disappointing because we're used to it being yes. what it was. Yeah. Like, I miss British Luna. Right. But. And Canadian Artemis. And Canadian Artemis. <laughs> we, we've been over this. Yes. It, like I said, it's so good, it's almost disappointing. Yeah, exactly. Because, oh, these are just well-voiced characters now, not crazy-ass cartoons that are hilarious. <laughs> agreed. Absolutely agreed. You know, and even something endearing like Dragon Ball Z. Uh, some of those voice actor choices, while iconic to what it is, you would wonder, like, if they redubbed it, like, would it be better? <laughs> this is going to shock the shit out of you, I'm sure. Uh-huh. I think Piccolo was perfect. Piccolo was good. Piccolo was really good. I agree. Piccolo was perfect. But some of the other choices, I wonder... Shocked I said that. I know. <laughs> I mean... Okay. Side note here. And I'm keeping this in. So, uh, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot came out. Okay. Uh, it's a video game based on Dragon Ball Z. Okay. And 
I haven't seen the reviews yet, so I don't know if it's a good game or not. Okay. But it follows the stories of like the different seasons. So uh-huh. like you play through pivotal moments, like kind of like an action game. But like it's also kind of episodic, so like there'll be like other mini games and other things that, that tie in. Um, there's like, for example, they do apparently the whole like scenario where they where he and uh, he is in Goku. Goku and Piccolo go get their driver's license. <laughs> That's like my favorite episode. And then like you play a, a driving mini game where you're right. like trying to follow through. Although it's really annoying, I guess, because they just repeat the same like five bits of dialogue throughout the driving. But anywho, are you familiar with Untitled Goose Game? I'm aware of it. Okay. So Untitled Goose Game is a indie game that came out on the Switch. I think it's now on PlayStation as well. Um, that you play a goose, like just an asshole goose. Right. And your whole job a is... A goose. Like, yeah, a goose. Your whole job is to just... You get a checklist and you must do all these like terrible things to like piss people off. Right. And it's... So goose. It's a brilliant game. It's absolutely brilliant. Someone with less than a week... No of, joke, I almost got into a fist fight with a goose in a, at our local zoo. Remember... There's a picture of me throwing a punch. Well, remember remember the wedding pictures with Eric and... Also my and wedding. And the Scots, but anyway. Also the fight at my wedding. Right. So, uh... <laughs> the fight with geese at my wedding, but yeah. not, not them fighting each no, other. No, the fight of them with geese at your wedding. Great side story, I think. One day we should do a bonus episode where you just try to describe the Scott brothers. <laughs> for, for people that don't know them, like, that would be fantastic. But anywho, I digress. So the game has been out less, was out less than a week, and someone had already gotten in and modded it. Oh, well, fair enough. To change Goku to the goose from Untitled Goose Game. If I remember, I want to, I want to link that somewhere on our social media because it is so worth watching. It is one of the funniest things in the entire world. It's so great. So I'm going to try to put that on our social media, facebook.com slash tuning Japanese or uh, Twitter at tuning Japanese. Go check those out. Fucking hilarious. I look forward to it. But anywho, uh, what were we talking about? We were talking about voice acting. Yes. Should we talk about the changes from season one to season two? Uh, yeah. The Very quickly, we find out that um, the, the art's quite a bit different. Uh, oh, definitely. It's being done, animated by J.C. Staff now. Right. Now, J.C. Staff, we know, uh, we're in charge of doing Excel Saga. Yes. Um, probably one of the biggest ones of note. And, and that was kind of an in-joke, too, because, like, J.C. Staff showed up, like, I think in the anime of Excel Saga several times. Uh, so so that's kind of cool. We get that sort of carryover, that crossover. And a controversial move, I think, because of the fact with that, the art style and the direction of some of the storytelling changed. New sound director, new director. Mm-hmm. Um, and with that, again, just like with a movie, you never know how the vision's going to change. Right. Um, it is different. Yes. It is notably different. Mm-hmm. I won't say it's worse. Um, I, I said this earlier about One Punch Man. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's definitely a lateral move. Yeah. Um, I don't hate it, but I don't, it's, it, you notice it. Totally. And I think there's things I really like better, but there's some things that I don't dislike more, but like, I'm, it's jarring. It is. And, and we'll probably talk about some of those things as we go. And speaking of jarring, uh, the opening theme has changed too. Yes. Uh, it is now Uncrowned Greatest Hero. By Jam Project. Now, Jam Project is what did the original one, too, right? I do believe. I don't know. Okay. Well, Josh isn't here to help us out with that. This, this isn't my thing. I know. this. We're doing Josh's job. Yeah. Shock. Shocking! It's like high school. <laughs> nice. And then they've also changed the closing theme to Even Without a Map, I'll Return by Makoto Furukawa. Okay. Which you haven't heard yet, because we've only done the first episode. Right. 
the new theme opening theme is growing on me. I kind of like it. I don't hate it. I mean, I wasn't necessarily as fired up about the original, but hearing the new one, I kind of miss the original a little bit. Yeah, I, I at least miss the original. Yeah. Um, it's got a good chorus. It does. It totally does. The chorus is the best part of that song. So, yeah, we uh, we are in for a a bit of a jarring change. Absolutely. Um, so we've got a lot to talk about this episode, so I won't belabor the next part, but I did want to mention, maybe in lieu of like straight-up nerd news, um, I would just mention I started a new anime. You did. Actually, which I don't do a whole lot of. I didn't. Um, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> or maybe not. Um, so I don't watch a lot of new anime, or at least, because I don't have a lot of time. To yeah. consume media. I really don't. Like, this podcast is great because it gives me an opportunity to not only... A reason. A reason to watch, like, some piece of of, of media, but then... Like, an extra reason to hang out. An extra reason to hang out <laughs> and a reason to, like, dissect it and, like, dig into it because I love doing that. Right. I mean, obviously, it's part of my profession. I like taking media and talking about it and figuring out themes and figuring out and dissecting characters and setting and all of that. And I'm just the asshole who sees the ending of things and... Yeah. And runs it in yeah. my mouth. Yeah. Right. And... With anime anymore, like, I'm not saying that I don't like anime, because I love anime, but if you haven't noticed, most of the anime that we reviewed have been older anime. That was our original vision. Right. So, you know, like, for example, I bring Excel, an early 2000s anime. Yep. You know, you bring Trigun, the classic yep. 90s anime, yep. late to the early, early 2000s, whatever kind of lands. You know, we brought in... Josh fucked it up. Josh fucked it up by bringing Gurren Lagann, which is fine, because, you know, it was it was a nice change of pace. Yeah. You know, we looked at Wolf's Rain, 2000s anime. Yep. Uh, you know, we looked at Record of Lotus War. Yep. One Punch Man has become that exception. Yeah, I've, I fucked it up now. And it's fine. <laughs> That's okay. Cause I'm enjoying the shit out of this anime. Yep. It's very good. Um, and you know, I tried here and there to watch, you know, different anime. Like I watched the first episode finally of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. My, if, if we didn't do One Punch Man, my choice was going to be something classic and old. Yes. And it will, we'll come back to it. Oh, absolutely. We'll circle back, circle back around. We will do that anime. Like, what which, you... which is why I didn't feel bad about doing One Punch Man because I was like, this will come up. Right. Either you'll choose it or I'll choose it. I'm thinking you'll probably choose it. I'll allow you to have that choice. Um, I mean, I gotta have something to choose. You've gotta have something to choose. And your, your pool is much smaller than my pool. Once that's gone, I don't know what I'm gonna do. Well, that's fair. We'll figure something out. We'll see if we'll, at that point, we might be in our forties. So we'll, right. we'll still have to change the whole premise of the, of the podcast. Like, like still, uh, buffering. still buffering. Yeah. <laughs> no, we just have to change our tagline. Just <laughs> one number of the tagline. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's true. And it'll be easier to say than poor, poor Riley, who can't but, ever get it. But we'll have to wait two weeks because there'll be a period of time where I'll be in my forties and you won't be. Yeah. We'll have to take a break. We'll have a hiatus. We'll have a hiatus of <laughs> <laughs> two weeks. <laughs> Fucking love it. Uh, I would say we have well, that problem. Well, I was like, what will happen if we don't put an episode out for two weeks? Well, I would say we could have we that... do that possibly. I would stop it. I would say the bigger problem would have been Josh, but Josh won't be here. That's true. He won't be here in his forties. <laughs> uh, oh, he's not here in his thirties. Uh, so, <laughs> anywho, I started a new anime. It was a suggestion that one of my students gave me. A okay. lot of so this is gonna be a shocker. But a lot of my esports kids like anime. <laughs> no shit. I know. I don't tell them about my podcast. Do they also play out of, play D and D? They uh yes. <laughs> yeah, we're, so... we're currently running a D and D campaign yeah, for them. Um I've only got eight of them now instead of ten like last year. Good move not telling them. Yes. Like give them the card at graduate like stuck it in their diplomas. Yeah, I'll I'll stick the uh yeah, I'll I'll, I'll be sure to tuck in the uh uh the cards, our business cards. 
That would actually be really good. Um, <laughs> oh, no, it wouldn't. I love it. I don't know what they'd fire you for, but I'm pretty sure it would get you fired. They probably would. I don't know what the, I don't know what they'd write on the paperwork. And if, if you just go back to our, you, there's a reason you notice that whenever we do a, uh, whenever we do a bonus episode, uh, bloopers, I never share that on my actual Facebook feed. Uh-huh. Yeah. Anywho. So, <laughs> so. I do because I give those shits. One of my students, great kid, uh, he told me that I needed to watch this anime called Banana Fish. And at first okay. I, I hear the name and I'm like, oh lord. And he, he said, trust me. It's an interesting story. The protagonists are gay in the story, which for me as, and this in itself could be like a whole different discussion. Growing up as a child of the nineties, our, as in like, you know, like the, the media that we right. saw, right? Yeah. Gay characters were not handled well or just weren't present. Gold dust. Was not handled well or were not present. I, I agree with you. Okay. Um, <laughs> You know, when, Goldust is maybe the best example. Well, okay, I think really for me, and again, this this could be a whole ep- separate episode that we could dig into at one point. I want to do this, by the way, at some point. I want to do a commentary on uh, different. I, I want to do like a whole like mini series, like like a bonus series, kind of like what we did with you know like reviewing smaller anime, of like bringing in an expert or someone from like a maybe not expert, maybe that's not the right word, but like bringing someone in from a community. Aren't you already um, an expert? At- well, for this case, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, but I'm saying like. We could, we could bring someone in to talk about like representation of like, like, like homosexuality in anime. I want, I want to do like representation of African Americans in anime. And I've already got someone I think I might want to line up as a guest potentially for that. Okay. Um, and like just looking, I want to do like a couple episodes like that as bonus episodes. But anywho, um, there's this idea of, uh, the, the, the protagonist being gay, uh, and that it's, kind of real life not real life but like set in modern day and it's like about mafias and whatnot now i started immediately getting kind of vibes of like gun grave a little bit like this idea of like okay. organized crime and all that uh i sat down it's only subbed i watched the first episode and i was like well i'm probably not gonna like this but i was just enthralled it's a good it's a good show okay fair enough um i thought you were gonna bring up yuri on ice and i was like i don't know that i can watch a show about ice skating yeah I don't know if I could either. I haven't tried Eerie yet. I haven't, but I just... I, I know of, it's supposed to be great. Slice but of life, realistic stuff is hard, I think, for me to in really In general, it's hard for me. Yeah. And, like, something I give zero shit... Like, sports anime, I give zero shits about. Right. And then ice skating as the sport in question, I give zero shits about. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't... Yeah, you were pretty miserable when we watched, like, Slam Dunk with Christy that one time oh, that in, in Indiana. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That was, yeah. So, anywho, it was, uh, released in 2018. It was a one series run, uh, 24 episodes, and it's just, just, I don't really know what to say about it aside from the storytelling is really good. Um, the characters are really interesting. It kind of goes some dark places. So, I think, again, if you are sensitive to certain issues, you might want to be careful or tread lightly. Okay. Um, there are, it, it, there's a lot of themes of abuse, um, the exploitation of minors. Um, it goes some heavy places. They get stuck underground. Uh, but anywho. Are you going to tell the student that, that joke? <sighs> Probably. I feel like he'd handle it well. <laughs> um, but anywho, it's, uh, it's really good. You can find it on, uh, it's on Amazon Prime of all places. Um, I think it might also be on Crunchyroll, but definitely check it out. Banana Fish, by the way, is a reference they mentioned in episode one to a, um, uh, I don't know what novel it was, but it was a J.D. Salinger reference. And 
What's really cool is I was skip I was like skimming through like the titles of episodes mm-hmm. and a lot of them are literary. So that caught my eye as well. The Salinger was also on the did Slaughterhouse Five, right? No, Catcher in the Rye. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know my classic. It's okay. Movies. That's why I'm here. To correct you when you screw up an author. Well, if one if the if the guy that did Slaughterhouse Five also had book had banana fish in it, that dude was on a lot of drugs. So. Oh yeah. I'm well, gl- I'm kind of glad it spread out a little bit. Yeah, but... that's fair. That's fair. No, trust me. There are plenty of other authors who do plenty of other drugs. Uh, so yeah, I definitely go check out Banana Fish. I I've only watched three episodes of the Twenty Four, but I sat down, watched them back to back, and was enthralled by it. But it just got late, and I wanted to go to sleep. So right. I'm going to go back to it eventually, and probably finish the whole series. It's really good. Good. Let's get into One Punch Man. One Punch. It's your week, Bill. It is my week. And you are bringing us our review of episode 13 of One Punch Man. The Hero Returns, I think, is the title. Uh, Return of the Hero, rather. And uh, whenever you're ready, take it away. We start out with a cold open. Uh, Saitama and Genos are shopping. Okay. As we see them do often. They do this a lot. This is kind of setting the scene, kind of putting us back where we're familiar. Yep. Uh, And they've already got all the ingredients for Hot Pot. Yes. Oh, that sounds so good right now. It does too, right? have dinner. That sounds so good. Uh, So they just need shampoo and toilet paper. Ironically, each only need one, I'm guessing. (laughs) Ah, Wait a minute. (laughs) That's fucking great. Yeah, I mean. That's so good. He's mostly a cyborg. And he ain't got no hair. (laughs) Right? (laughs) That's so good. I mean, unless the town has a giant bush. I was trying to think of a joke, but I can't. All right, carry on. Satama looks at a king action figure. Oh, yeah. They, like, basically walk by a store. There's all these action figures. And it kind of, that kind of reminds me in a weird way. And it doesn't really remind me. It's just, like, that scene from Frisky Dingo where, like, 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 where, like, uh, oh, what's the main character? Xander Cruz is trying to, like, essentially, like, build a a toy line. And uh, the one dude's like, how are you going to sell the superheroes without villains? Anyway, I just I just love that. Um, do you think they make a Crablante figure in this world? Crablante, no, oh. no, they do not make a Crablante. Do they figures. make a Boros figure in this world? I don't think anybody saw him but Saitama. Oh. Who are the villains then that these heroes fight? Uh, Deep Sea King probably has a figure. Oh, you're probably right. Deep Deep Sea King probably does. Um, Carnage Kabuto probably has a figure. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, and especially the the other cyborg animal guys. Oh yeah, 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 totally. I love it. Anyway, carry on. So Saitama says he wants his own figure. Yeah. I also want a Saitama figure. Yeah. Hot Topic was sold out when I went to use my, my gift cash. I just bought a bunch of Beetlejuice stuff for my daughter. I have a <laughs> stuffed Saitama in my living room. Nice. Yeah. Sitting up there on my shelf above my TV with my Pokemon. and uh, I think I've seen that, actually. Yeah. Yeah. He, he chills up there. So Genos is going to call, make the call. Yeah, Genos is like, don't worry, Master. I will call and have them make you an action figure. But Saitama's all class. He knows you, you wait for them to come to you on that kind of thing. I love that. That was That's, such a good line. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, a woman screams as she is assaulted by a tongue. Gross. Yeah, this scene is grossly animated. Yeah, it's the tongue of a man who has been turned into a, rep- a reptile by his obsession with them. <sighs> Villains in the show are weird. You know, though, I'm going to take it aside here and be real. <laughs> oh, he gather was, round, he everyone. Was, he was turned into a reptile uh-huh. by his obsession with them. Yeah. Crablante was turned into a crab creature by his obsession with eating crab meat. Mm-hmm. Saitama was obsessed with heroics and became a hero. Mm-hmm. 
Is inspiration I, the power of... I, I don't know, but it sure seems that obsession or compulsion to these X thing mm-hmm. in this world, at least in some of the cases, have the ability to turn you into something. Hmm. I find that fascinating. So maybe he has more in common with some of the villains, mm-hmm. but instead of being obsessed with something to make him monstrous, he was obsessed with something that made him a hero. That's really good, actually. Huh. Anyway, he goes after some sweet young things to bear his brood. Oh, <laughs> he even says that. He's going to bear his brood. Oh, yes. I, oh so that is a gross description. We uh, we have One Punch Man's first moment of parodying uh, hentai squickiness. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. Uh, but he about shits his pants when King shows up and confronts him. Oh, yeah, he just... And now, to say confront, like, he's literally just walking through town. Yeah, he just... Well, everybody thinks he's confronting him. Yes. Um, yes, King is just walking along and basically walks into this guy. I like, visually, he's got a hat with a giant K on it. And, yep. like, when shit goes down, his hat falls off. It does often do that, yeah. I, I like that visual. Yep. Um, and then we have the pounding of the King engine that just makes it worse. Can you describe that for those that are not watching along with us? Someone like an Adam who is just like it's kind trying of trying to understand uh, what an, this anime is. It's kind of um, two beats of a slightly different strength in rapid succession, kind of a do 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 do, like a background sound. That right. Like, if are watching, and this is what's weird about it. Like if you're watching the anime, you would hear it, but like they call attention to it. Yeah, like it actually exists in that world. Yeah, they say that everybody can hear it. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Um. King, for his part, seems annoyed with this, um, and he doesn't really want any more heroics. But the crowd loves him, and they think he'll take oh, they, the mantra out in one punch. They egg him on, yeah, yeah. One punch. Important to note there. Yep. We'll come back. We'll come back to that near the end of the episode. So tongue stretcher starts to grovel as King wonders just how he got into this and wants to just leave. Yeah, dude, just like drops down. He's like, please spare me. The crowd's like, spare him. Ha, you know. <laughs> Destroy but, him. He's a pervert. Yeah. But King walks away. Yeah, because he's got things to do. Yeah. Those things, Heartbeat Hottie Sisters 2, limited edition. Now, to be very clear, this is not a porn. It's a video game. It's a porn video game. Yeah, it's a porn video game. It's a No, it's a romance. It's a, it's, a, it's what you call a doki doki, a romance game. A little from column A, a little from column B. <laughs> <laughs> do, you know, you know, do you know that doki doki is a... Uh, no. I don't. Okay, Doki Doki is a term that's used for, like, to mean romance. Okay. Uh, and Doki Doki is uh, automata poetic. Okay. So, like, in, in, to Japanese people, Doki Doki is the sound of a heartbeat. Okay, that's kind of clever. Doki. I like that. That's... So that's why they use Doki Doki. Okay. Because, like, okay. like, in the like, Japanese, yeah. Okay. Yeah, heartbeat, love, okay. romance. I get it. I like it. It's a neat little thing that I it learned is. not that long ago, and I wanted to bring that the up. The Doki Doki makes it, the onomatopoetic, onomatopoetic version of that. Makes it make so much more sense with King. Because I, I read Heartbeat Hotties, but I didn't. Yeah. It just went over my yeah. head. Um, So he just wants to play the video game. He's mm-hmm. coming out of a, a video game store. Mm-hmm. He's super and, and, excited. Yep. And he even catches the attention of Saitama and Genos as he's walking by. Um, he also says his body is ready to play games. So I'm judging from the game title, that means he has an erection? Yes, but. Oh, but. Is a butt erection? No. You didn't catch this? This is really good. 
Okay. I'm making boater jokes, man. I Remember, I work for Nintendo. <laughs> right. 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 As, as, as our good friend Eric will say, I work for Nintendo. Um, that is actually, I noticed this and I geeked out, uh, it is a veiled reference, not really a veiled reference, it's a direct reference to um, a an individual in the gaming community that worked for Nintendo. That's Reggie Fizeme. Reggie Fizeme was president of Nintendo for a good six, seven years. He just recently retired uh, and is being replaced by a dude by the name of Doug Bowser. I think I heard that part. Which is fucking amazing. But anyway, uh, when he was promoting... Uh, Reggie was awesome. Reggie was really good for Nintendo. He was really good at like promoting. Everyone loved him. And he, when he was promoting when the Wii was coming up and uh, Wii Fit, okay, uh, he did a whole sh- like skit. I think it was an E3 or a, or a video th- release. And he talked about like getting prepared. And he's like, my body is ready. And that w- became like a, like a memed quote. So Wii Fit gave him an erection. You know, I'm just going to go ahead. Title card. God, Jesus. <sighs> Carry on, please. And according to Genos, uh, King joined after Saitama, and he quickly climbed to the S-Class and the title of the strongest man in the world. Yeah, that's a lot of pressure. That is. Uh, they decided to observe him um, as yet another monster shows up mm-hmm. to challenge King. Describe this monster, because this monster is cool, and I feel like this monster is a setup for what we're going to see later on in the uh, season. He declares himself an operative of the organization, capital T, capital O. Which, when we're watching this today, I'm like, wait, do we know this? No, we don't yet. Which we don't. And he says his name is simply G4. Like the TV, the video game TV show from the 2000s? Potentially. Okay. Um, the airplane's a G6, right? Uh, I think so. so. Yeah, so, and not I'm, that. It's not G2 or G1. Right, G1 Transformer, yeah. Um, I've run out of G jokes. G string. There's another one you're missing, but you wouldn't get it. So this is where we learn that that sound is the King engine. It's the sound of King going into battle. Mm -hmm. No monster has ever heard it and lived. And the robot says it is here for a combat test against the strongest man in the world. This is weird. Yep. Like, so essentially someone has sent the cyborg or robot or whatever robot out. And to gather data, to gather data, yep. like they don't care if this robot gets destroyed, which makes sense further on. Again, we didn't explain the robot, by the way. It's basically no. a giant black metal robot, a humanoid form, uh, wearing a crown of gold mm-hmm. and wielding a giant, like, two handed sword of gold. It's it re- like a king, yeah. It reminds me of which I guess makes total sense. They sent a, ki- a king looking robot to fight yeah. king. There's a Final Fantasy villain uh, that kind of looks like this build-wise and has a giant sword. I can't I can't remember what they're called, but um, it gave me that kind of vibe. Um, and again, this scene reminded me and made me think, and I'm probably wrong, but it's like, you wonder, is Metal Knight behind this? You know, as this I is cross, what Metal Knight does. Yeah, this has crossed my mind, too, that maybe the, the organization is Metal Knight. Right. And I don't, that's not a spoiler, I don't know, but... Okay. Um, I, it crossed my mind, too, today watching, I was like, is the, is the organization something Metal Knight is, especially when you said, like... Drive Knight, has he got something to do with it? Yeah. Frankly, Child Emperor kind of has that same vibe, uh-huh, too. Uh-huh, We're heading uh, towards Civil War, baby. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, One Punch Man Civil War. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with it. I'd watch it. If it comes out, we will. Will Spider-Man be in it? Probably. Okay. King, though, can't promise that he'll give 100% of his power because he's got to use the potty first. <laughs> this is so... <laughs> I thought died. He's just like... <laughs> If I fight now, I'll be at 50% of my power. Because I got to hold it. Because I, I got to hold it. Let me pee. <laughs> to which the big robot's like, sure, but you got 10 minutes, and if you don't come back, I'm killing 10 people for every minute you're late. Yes. That's fucked up. I guess that's a uh, decent evacuation method. It really is, because then everyone runs for the hills. Yes. 
Except for Saitama and Genos. Of course. They're just peeking out from behind a sign like, ooh, what's going on here? Uh, meanwhile, King is in the public bathroom having a panic attack. This is the point where I'm like, wait, what the fuck? Yep. Like, what is going on here? He just announces to nobody that he's just a 29-year-old unemployed otaku, and the King engine is just his own heartbeat of adrenaline-spiked, panicked heartbeat. So, you know what would have been great in this scene? And I like the way they did it, but it would have been really good. Like, if Saitama had left Genos to go find the bathroom, and then he, like, they just happen to be in the same spot and not know it, and he's, like, doing this, like, panic attack, and he walks out, and, like, Saitama's just washing his hands. Yeah. <laughs> like, mean, that would have been a great moment. But, yeah, he has a full-blown-on panic attack. He's yeah. not a hero. Yeah. At all. And this just floored me. Yep. Absolutely floored me. Uh, Apparently, he, although the anime doesn't say it, apparently he has a real power. And that power is showing up at the worst possible time to get between Saitama and whatever monster is around. He's got bad luck. Yeah, or good luck, because at least Saitama's there. Right, absolutely. This is going to happen a lot, or did happen a lot. Yes, but he knows that with a robot, there's no way he can bluff it. This robot wants to fight him, Mm -hmm. doesn't care if it gets killed, it has no fear whatsoever. Right. This is the battle he can't win. Yep. Uh, luckily for him, uh, Genos is having it out with G4. Yeah, because, to be fair, he was going to just leave. Yeah. And let all the people in town get get killed. Yeah, he was just going to run for it. Which, again, going to this theme of, like, are these heroes really heroes? Right. Well, this is another example of a hero not and, showing any heroic qualities at all. Well, and in some of the other cases, they're selfish, they're greedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, King is just kind of stuck. Yeah. Like, he should have told somebody he wasn't a hero, but bad luck is really the biggest thing that let him here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And who knows, maybe he's done some good with that reputation. You know, it, it... Yeah, who's to say? Yeah, but this time he can't do it. Right. So Genos, anyway, Genos is having it out with G4, and he's going it alone because he's aiming for a spot in the top ten of Class S. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was Saitama's advice. Yeah. And since he's doing that, Saitama goes, okay, don't lose, and leaves. <laughs> it just takes off. <laughs> yep. More on that later. So we cut back to King, who has now made it home, and he's just starting his video game. Yeah, fuck it. Like, yeah. Like, no remorse, no regret, yep. just playing video games. Or uh, at least going into escapism. Right. You know, maybe that, he, feel, maybe maybe he feels bad it. about it, but he's trying to not think about yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, this is so good. At this point, he's feeling pretty good, and he's entering his name, but he doesn't know what to put in. Saitama goes, why don't you put King in? But that's silly. That's silly. You can't use your hero name. Wait. Yep. How the fuck did Saitama get in here? The dude's on the 22nd floor. Yeah, he... Jump through his open window. I love it. It's so good. <laughs> it's a scene of like him staring in confusion at Saitama. The the window open. Yeah, Saitama's just like standing, like grinning and looking at him, like, "What are you doing? <laughs> Why'd you leave that fight?" He says. Yeah. Well, Sa- King tries to intimidate Saitama at first. He does like, "Yeah, you know, I'm the rank seven hero in class S," and Saitama doesn't care. No, of course not. Saitama gives no <laughs> shit. <laughs> and King then recognizes him as the D guy. He realizes mm-hmm. this guy also isn't going to care. Yeah. Also, oops, I have a porn game running. <laughs> <laughs> Saitama picks it up. He's like, hey, what's this? But he doesn't. He picks up a Gundam game. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that's right. He's like, he plays a robot? I want to play. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love it so much. I was dying. I was it legit was, dying it's laughing. This whole scene is so fucking funny. Back to Geno, so he's melting G4 down with his incinerate. 
Oh, yeah. It just goes back and forth between the humor and, like, yep. the actual action. And a small laser colander robot emerges. Yeah, and, he, <laughs> and Geos goes, oh, shit, it's real form. <laughs> <laughs> it's final form. Uh, meanwhile, meanwhile, <laughs> uh, Vigi Games and juice boxes for the boys. Oh, yeah. He is <laughs> sucking down an orange juice box. So good. Uh, King keeps kind of thinking in his head, though. He wants Saitama to just go because mm-hmm. he wants to get his uh, heartbeat hottie sisters on. Mm-hmm. But Saitama just wants to know why King ran. Uh, he's projecting a little bit. And I think King's just bored with the thug life and uh, like he is. Yeah. Like, do you just not want to be a superhero anymore? Yeah. Are you, are you bored with doing it? Are you? It's actually kind of sad because you're really seeing like. Oh, he's fishing so hard to he, find, make a connection. He wants somebody to understand him. Like, is this it? Because if so, we're going to become best video game friends. Right. Spoiler, right. they do anyway. That's true. I mean, spoiler, <laughs> you're right. They do. They become ga- gamer bros. Uh, Now an official evacuation is ordered, but not for the robot. But for a giant bird monster. Yeah, where'd this bird come from? <laughs> to which King even asked, like, where the fuck did yeah, this come from? Why? Why? <laughs> so yeah, this bird just, you know, when like you're sitting by a plate glass window yep. and some stupid sparrow like slams into it and dies. Yeah. Yeah. Rodan here does this in the <laughs> King's apartment and just head first right into the, into the living room. Just wham! But lands right into the fist or the hand, the palm. Yeah. Uh, Saitama just catches it by the beak. Yeah. And so it slaps the rest of its body against the oh, it's the so whole good. building. I wonder how many people died from the rest of its body hitting the building. I'm sure a decent amount. Confirmed my theory that he has a power of attracting monsters, though. Oh, totally does. Or attracting monsters and Saitama. Yeah, Saitama's here, monsters here. Totally adds up. And this is all just interspersed with Genos and the uh, the sub robot having it out. King continues to cry against fate as Genos finishes the fight, and Saitama dispatches the bird. Mm-hmm. And with such little fanfare that we don't even see him dispatch the bird. No. We see him wind up, and then it's just not in the apartment anymore. And then King's like, what happened? Like, King didn't even see it. Yeah, because he closed his eyes. Mm-hmm. King kind of even, like, narrates part of this, and then we find out that's when he wet his pants. Yes. So Thomas like, he oh, did. I'm starting to suspect the truth. Could you pee your pants? <laughs> <laughs> and then King starts to cry because he realizes that most, if not all of those, some ones that he's taking credit for mm-hmm. have been Saitama. Yeah. Uh, they have a heart to heart about lying, about taking credit, about courage. Mm-hmm. Saitama doesn't really even forgive him since he's not really angry in the first place about it. Mm-hmm. He just promises to come back for more video games later. And that surprises the hell out of King. Yeah. Like, he's just like, you're not mad? Yeah, like, he's wholly expecting to... Just get laid into. Get laid into, get beat up, get whatever. Yeah, and, get, and, get outed. Yeah. You know, for not being a hero. Yeah. Essentially, Saitama says, mate, you got to make that decision yourself. Yeah. Like, not going to judge you, but are you going to keep being a hero? Yeah. Maybe, maybe you shouldn't, but that's your choice. No, actually, he doesn't say maybe you shouldn't. No, he doesn't. Yeah, he's... He says, get strong. I love that. I love that so much. I know. It's, it's, it's a genuine moment where you really understand that Saitama is this good guy. Yeah. Um, I mean, you have those characters who are always the big Boy Scout. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, Superman, Captain America, yeah. and you start to see that other side of them, or right. In Captain America's case, there's more issues there. In Superman's case, it gets kind of boring sometimes. It's nice to see that Saitama is just super genuine. He has his faults, he has his flaws, but he is super sweet and genu- yeah. genuine about things. Mm-hmm. Uh, we cut back to Genos again, mm-hmm. and he's with uh, Doctor Mushroom Head. Yes, who we've, we've seen a few times. Yep. The one that built and created him. Yep. 
the he, Dr. Light character. Yeah. Character. He's dragging, uh, see, I'm thinking of Dr. B from Tekken. Yes. Also, yes. He's drugged G4's frame and request, requests that the doctor upgrades him mm-hmm. with these parts. Yeah. And we get an interesting bit of the, backstory this is into weird. that. Yeah. Well, not only hinted at, but we get like a weird interaction too. Yeah. Because the doctor is just, he's like, oh, this new foolhardy master you have and his goal of telling you you should be top 10 and, yeah. you know, maybe you should go back to looking for this robot or. Right. And yeah. saying things like, you know. If you we, find him, tell me right away. Don't, right. Don't do it yourself. And and saying things like, you know, I can upgrade you, but, you know, like when you want to become a cyborg, you know, like all kind of hinting like, do you want to remove more of your, your humanity and what makes you human almost in a way? It's almost like he. The other, I took also that, like, it seems like he has some kind of a hidden agenda. Cause he's like, you know, are you sure you want to keep doing the superhero stuff? Cause that's not what you were doing. Right. It's taken away. Yeah. And maybe you need to keep doing that. And oh, by the way, if you do find that robot, don't do it alone. Call yeah. me and make sure I come. Right. And also talking about like his village that was destroyed too. Yeah. That's yeah. A, yeah. The whole he, thing is cryptic. Yeah. He, he's not a hundred percent up and up one no. way or the other. I mean, look at that haircut. <laughs> how could he, how could he be? Seen the haircut. Yeah. Exactly. Does that mean you don't trust Toad? See, you ever seen that? We've talked about that. Never mind. I was going to say, you ever seen the picture of it where, like, someone had imagined it as him with, as, like, a hat instead of him? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's scary. I don't like Bald Toad. Bald, I, actually, I trust regular Toad more than Bald Toad. So if he were to shave his head, I don't know. We cut back to the Hero HQ, and uh, that Sitch guy has called up a horde of criminals, villains, and Mad Max extras. Quite literally, though, right, at one point? Or... Yeah. Wasn't there a character from something? Yeah, there's a Ichi the Killer reference in one of the... As they're going through the faces of the various guys, there's a dude with, like, his lips cut yeah. way up into his cheeks and a couple of rings holding it together. Yeah. There's a couple of, like... Like, that's really cool. Like, I like that. Yep. Have that, you ever seen that? No, I have not. You should watch that one these days. Yeah. There's a couple of, like... It's weird. ...villains in that group that almost kind of seem like they're familiar. Yeah, I'm sure there's references there that we... Just didn't pick up on. Didn't pick up on. Yeah. I found this interesting, too, the way he phrased it. He's being guarded by three Class A heroes with S-Class combat ability. That is different. We talked last episode about, like, what makes somebody one class to the other. Mm-hmm. Saitama aside, because right. we know, obviously, that's the, the premise. Yeah. Him aside... Combat ability still isn't apparently enough to put every hero in the S-Class, even if they're strong enough to fight with an S-Class hero. Yeah, which is an interesting revelation. So either they have mental or moral shortcomings, I guess. Mm -hmm. They don't have a work ethic. They don't understand the law. I don't know what the criteria Mm -hmm. is, but they they must have failed on that the written part of the test. Right. Which brings back to the last episode, too. If if they're below Ame Mask, then how powerful is Ame Mask? That's, yeah, so he if he's could, above all that, he could very easily be. If they're S class heroes, he could be an S. Or if hero. he's S class, they have S class hero combat ability. Yeah, he could also have that. He probably does yeah. if he's the leader of the class. Yeah, absolutely. These three are Magic Man. I like his outfit. Yeah, because he's tuxedo mask. Yeah. Heavy tank loincloth. I don't remember him. He was the big dude with the huge mustache and just like the big burly dude and like one a oh, okay. off and the big uh-huh. crazy mustache. Uh-huh. Yep, yep, the mustache dude got it. Um, and blue fire. Yes. Just a skinny little dude in a blue outfit, blue kimono. Yep, brand new characters. And we cut into the crowd and find out that Speed of Sound Sonic is also here. Which 
I didn't recognize him at first because right. of the different because art of our style. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's dressed differently too. Yeah. He's kind of dressed down, like his yeah. casual outfit. Yeah, he's not in his superhero yeah, outfit. Yeah, nin- super his, villain. His outfit. ninja garb. Yes. Um, he's really. I mean, they invited all all these people here, um, but he's really only here because he's looking for Saitama. And since Saitama isn't here, screw it. He's out. Yeah. He makes a big speech too, doesn't he? He does eventually. When he says he's out, Blue Fire tells him, "You're here. You're going to hear us out." And that's like. You, you at least need to know what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. That's when he makes the big speech. Yeah. Because he took all the flyers from Sitch's table. Yes. And he reads out loud that the threats are spiking and that this is the real Earth Doom prophecy that Madame Shababwa talked about. Madame Shababwa, I love her. She's Uh-oh. the best. And that this whole thing is them trying to recruit more heroes from the ranks of villains and criminals. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting because we thought that Madame Shababwa's message was about Boros. Right. But according to the Hero Association, that the, the, may not be the case. Right. Well, it got taken out pretty quickly, yeah. so maybe, you know, that never hit the level it could have, but it didn't never did. Yeah. Um and then we cut to a new character, Hellish Ooh. Blizzard, who is number one in class B. Her and her goons are talking about Saitama. And we kind of go back and forth between her and Sonic. Uh they're both ranting about Saitama and Going for him. Mm-hmm. And you actually said something t- there about, you know, how power, why is she only class B? Mm-hmm. She seems more powerful than that. Yeah, totally. Um, and I think she probably is. Yeah, she that, just like. Again, that goes back to that ranking of what, what does a class really mean? Right. Now she's related, she's the one that's related to Tornado. She's the younger sister of Tornado. Yeah. Um, they have the same power set, but she stays at the head of class B, consolidating her power in class B instead of jumping into mm-hmm. class A. And then we cut to a grim face-off between Saitama and King in a game. Yes! And then we find out it's actually they're playing co-op, and King's just being I a dick. I love this scene, because like, Saitama's like, uh, hey, are you going to let me get any of those power-ups? Because we're about to face the boss. Yeah, this is co-op, and... And I'm going to die. To which King's like, yeah, I'm going to beat him myself, duh. Right. Yeah, so good. It's so and funny. And so Saitama oh. just like snaps the controller. It's like, oops, your controller <laughs> broke. Ugh. So good. And that's the end of the episode. Yes, it is. But we have a post credit. We do. Uh, After a- we get we get our, our first look at the theme song, the intro theme. Yes, song. they play the intro theme at the end of this at one. the end of this one. Yes, because they want to stick that in there somewhere. Yeah, absolutely. But after we get that, we wind up with a, the post credit, which is uh, one of the thugs that has gray Wolverine looking hair. Mm-hmm. Um, thinks that the prophecy sounds pretty cool. He does, and we've never seen him, right? No, we've never seen him. Yes, he's new. We have had him mentioned once. Okay. Ominous. I yeah, like it. He is. He has been mentioned one time. Okay. We'll see if we'll learn more next time. We will. Uh, which is episode 14, which is titled what, Bill? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it is titled Ninjin no kan- Kainjin. Okay. Which translates to? Uh, the Human Monster. Ooh. But that is next time around. Now is time for our final thoughts on this episode. And Bill! Yes. You can start us off. What do you think of this episode? I enjoyed it. It was hilarious. Oh, um, God, it was. I thought King was very compelling. I liked the spotlight on him. Yes. And the uh, the humor was definitely there. It went back to default One Punch Man. Yes. You know, we've now come down off of the climax that was the end of season one. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it's different. It's definitely different, but I don't think it's worse. I know the I know the general internet 
mindset is that season two is inferior. Yeah. If it is, it's not inferior by much. You know, I know people are scared by change, y'all, but enjoy it sometimes. No. Hey, I'd, I'd rather have this season than not have this season. Uh, yeah. If this first episode is any indication, I like season two a lot already. Yeah. I, this is, this could very well, once we finish up season one and two, make it in my top five. I don't know. But uh, I laughed a lot. I was thrown off by the whole King thing. It surprised me. Yep. I like when media surprises me. Yep. It's when it's not predictable, and this was anything but predictable, and I, I had a great time watching it. There was even some heartfelt moments. Yeah, totally. Like I really felt sad for Satama there when he was yeah. talking to King, hoping somebody finally understood, and we all we know that he doesn't. Yeah, I, the only downside is is kind of the fight with Genos because it becomes a background thing. Like it, it hasn't wasn't as good as some of the other fights that we've seen with him. No, but again, it wasn't the point. Yeah, it was. We were supposed to just kind of understand. The organization is here. They're powerful. Yeah, absolutely. So, overall, good episode, I think, in my book as well. Two thumbs up. Two thumbs up. Absolutely. So, we'll be back next time with episode 14, but, hey, I think it's... I'm tired. I think it's time to go. And I, I'm going to bring us home. This has been Tuning Japanese, a podcast where two big fellas in their 30s talk about anime. I've won a few fighting game tournaments in my day. Won a Xbox controller that was like camouflage kind of thing and turned around and sold it for 60 bucks. That ain't nothing. Ain't nothing. My name's Andy. And I'll tear them apart with my bare hands. Rawr. I'm Bill. <laughs> and we will see you next time. By them, I mean the land digger I have in the fridge. Thanks for listening to Tuning Japanese. For more information, visit our website, tuningjapanese.com, like our Facebook at facebook.com slash tuningjapanese, and follow our Twitter at tuningjapanese. You can also get a hold of the show by sending us an email at tuningjapanese at gmail.com. Check out our YouTube channel and our new series, Tuning RPG, by searching for Tuning Japanese or Tuning RPG on youtube.com. Please help support the show by going to iTunes and leaving a five-star rating and review. You can also go to patreon.com slash tuningjapanese to get all kinds of bonus content and help support the show monetarily. Seriously, be like these great patrons. Superfan Matt, Brian Nash, and Cameron Baer. Heartbeat Hottie Sister Series has a knack for nailing their intros. Now this is excitement I can handle. Hi there, big fella. Input your name, please. My name, huh? Using my real name would be lame. What should I use? King seems fine to me. No, not my hero name. If they said, hey there, King, then people might find out. Wait. Whoa, what the? Who the heck is this guy? How'd he get in? Your window was open, so... Yeah, but I'm 22 floors up. Hey, listen. You can't just barge into a person's home like that. <sighs> <coughs> Look, 
I assume you're aware that I'm a Class S hero, aren't you? Yeah, totally. I mean, you're king, right? Huh? I remember now. He's the Class B hero from the Class S meeting. Can I have some tea? Hmm... You know, you don't exactly seem like the type that would play this sort of game. Hi, big fella. Input your name, please. Hmm? What's this game? Looks like a fun one. Huh? Oh, that's a cool action game. Do you control a robot? Yeah, exactly. Oh. That's actually my kind of game. I thought this was an action title, too, but it turned out to be a stupid romance game. Damn, I bought the wrong one! It says Heartbeat Haughty Sisters right on it. I thought it said Heartblood Hatred Slayers! Oh, I've been scammed! I'm tossing it! Then let's play this one. Good call! That one's way better! Wait, what? You actually want to play with me? Yeah, if you want to. You've got nothing to do, right? What's with this guy?